The Momentary in Bentonville invites guests to the world premiere of Die No Die Arkansas by artist Maddie Davis. Presented nightly from August 4th through the 6th, each evening features six artists performing dynamic dances along intersecting routes throughout the Momentary grounds. Tickets on sale now at themomentary.org. This is Ozarks at Large for Friday, July 28th, 2023. I'm Kyle Kellams. Thanks for being with us. Later this hour, we'll find out about CASH and their collaboration with Art Radius, a program created by Master of Design students at the University of Arkansas School of Art, offering free and accessible design workshops for artists who live and work in Northwest Arkansas. That's in our second half hour today. Right now, let's start with a conversation with Michael Tilley at Talk Business and Politics. Michael, Happy last Friday of July. Yep, let's get these summer months over. And um, it, it, I, just a quick comment on your note there on art. I'm glad you guys cover art like you do. Oh, thank you. Not all of us folks, not all of us folks in the media do. And I wish we had more resources to do that. But I'm, you guys knock it out of the park, and so I'm glad you're there to do that. Keep doing it. Well, thank you, thank you for saying that. And uh, before we talk about things that happened. In the past few days, let's go back to when you and I talked last week. We talked about Project X, and I couldn't help but notice the very next day, Elon Musk rebrands Twitter as X. I'm not saying it was us, but an interesting coincidence. Well, yeah, they're going to start launching rockets from the Best Buy building. <laughs> so SpaceX is what it is. <laughs> I think the neighbors are going to be a little upset, but I, that's what we're that's what we're hearing. Well, let's talk about something we know what we're talking about, or at least you know what you're talking about, <laughs> and that's the pace of growth uh, of sales tax revenue in Fort Smith. It has been going up just a little bit slower in this June report. Yeah, it was it was um, a lot lower than what I was expecting. Again, of course, lift, uh, what I expect on sales tax, everyone has been listening to this show for any length of time should understand that they shouldn't go uh, with what I think, but uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of slowed down a tick. Um, June June sales tax report showed that the city's share of the Sebastian County tax was just a little over 2 million. That was up under 2%. That increase has been in the past, you know, five, six, seven, eight, if not double digit percentage increase. Um, Now through the year though, the, the tax through the first six reporting months of the year, uh, the tax is at around $12.3 million, and that's about 5.5% higher than the same time in 2022. So it's still it's still impressive. It's still good growth. Um, it's getting to that percentage, Kyle, where uh, because we can't analyze the tax numbers, we can't see where it's coming from, it's hard to say with any confidence. But that 5.5% you know, growth, that's somewhere within the inflation range that we've seen in the last six months also. But, you know, the state of Arkansas doesn't allow us to analyze those tax revenues. So it's hard to say, but um, it's not surprising growth. Um, That tax we we will be reporting on in the next few days, though. Remember it's coming up for a voter renewal on August 8th. So it's pretty important, pretty important tax to the County. Um, the city's 1% street tax, which is um, used primarily for maintenance, new construction, bridges, and drainage work, it's about $2.5 million in June. That was up uh, even less, 1.5%. And through the first six months, of, first six reporting months of the year, it's generated just 
right under 15 million, and that's up 6.3% from last year. So, um, of course, both of those taxes are critical. The city share of the, of the countywide tax supports a lot of the um, administration, fire, police services, that type of thing. Uh, and of course, then the street taxes, for obvious reasons, uh, important because even with the money the city gets from it, I just I think they struggle to stay ahead of the the needed maintenance. So, um, but it it still looks like we're back on a uh, unless it just slows down tremendously, Kyle in the back half. It looks like on both of those taxes the city will set another record. They, the last year was a record. Uh, at 23.5 million for the 1% countywide sales tax, and it was 28.8 million for the street tax. So, I, I, again, unless it just all falls apart in the back half, we'll break that record. You mentioned that August 8th um, election date for the renewal, possible renewal of the tax. Any any feeling how that's going to go? No, we're in fact um, we're there's some discussion about opening up new voting centers. We hope to have that reporting very soon, um, but I have not seen any active campaigns from either the city of Fort Smith or Sebastian County. We're asking them what kind of campaigns they're gearing up. They have to be careful. They either have to go through third parties or they, their campaign can just be to encourage folks to get out and vote. But um, it's, I mean, it's critical. It generated almost 34 million last year for the county and for some of the cities in the county that's their biggest chunk of revenue. I mean, that's what keeps their fire and police and general services going. So, um, and it's been approved by voters by pretty good margins in the past. And um, ideally that will, that will continue. We know the U S Marshals museum is now opened, opened earlier this month, earlier this year, ground was broken for the community school of the arts uh, new facility. You have an update at talkbusiness.net about that. What do we know? Well, we know we, we're we hearing some rumors, and yes, it's coming out of the ground. It's pretty impressive. In fact, you see both the Marshall Museum and and in the same image, you can see the community school yards coming out of the ground. Um, but we had heard some rumors that they're running out of money, that the construction was halted, um, and that's only partially true. They're not running out of money, but... Uh, you remember we reported earlier this year that they had pivoted somewhat. Dr. Rosalie Walker, um, who's director of the center uh, of the school, sought out um, a charter. You know, the Arkansas Learns Act um, opens up for more charter school. And so she's seeking a, a charter school. It'd be the first, it'd be the only, if approved, it would be the first and only um, charter high school for the performing arts. Um, so, but the trick is, though, if the charter is approved, you know, it mandates certain type of facilities in a, mm-hmm. in a, in, in a school. And so if it's approved, they're, they're going to have to redesign some of the spaces they have now for different use, for example, for cafeteria, for classrooms and that type of thing. So there's a little bit of, of a delay on some of those spaces, but it's not for a negative reason, it's for a positive reason. They're just waiting for the charter school um, application to either be approved or any. And if it is approved, it'll it'll um, include some things they have to do. So um, it's a process we're watching. 
Uh, I know there's some definite uh, opinions out there about charter schools. Um, that's kind of uh, beyond our control here at Talk Business. We're just going to report on how the Community School of the Arts uh, proceeds if they get their charter approved. Also moving ahead is the search for someone to lead the Fort Smith Convention and Visitors Bureau. We understand that it's down to four finalists. Yep, four finalists. Um, we finally got that information. We've been asking for it, but um, yeah, Tim Jacobs. Excuse me, Tim Jacobson um, just suddenly resigned back in um, March. And so Lynn Wasson, who's a longtime journalist, community promoter, she was named interim director. And I think she also applied for the position. However, her name wasn't among the four finalists. They um, have a Ashley Backert, and I'm not sure I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. She's out of Tulsa. Alfred Snow from Lakeland, Florida. Cody Waits from Hommel. And Donnie Crane, uh, Moralton. Those are the four finalists. Um Storm Nolan, who's the head of the Fort Smith Advertising and Promotion Commission, um, he said they're going to be August 1st, that's next Tuesday, to kind of figure out the final steps for how they, you know, select someone. Um, he's eager to get someone. I've talked to him several times over the past few months. And, you know, with the Marshall Museum and other things uh, happening in the Fort Smith region, you know, they they're – I don't want to say storm is concerned, but they want to get, you know, get a director in there and get some good active messaging, good progressive messaging on tourism uh, for Fort Smith and for the, uh, for the region. So um, it's just something we'll watch, but hopefully um, and we expect by the end of August, I think that's what storm has told us that by the end of August, they will, they will name a new director. All right, you can follow along with these stories and many others at talkbusiness.net. All right, Michael, when we talk again, it's going to be August. Yeah, and hopefully, um, I'm not even going to say it. Yeah, it'll be August. Yes. Thank you, Michael. All right, later. In the background is guitarist Yotam Silberstein. He'll be performing on August 5th as part of the Jazz and Blues Block Party in Rogers. And I'm Robert Ginsberg, your host for Shades of Jazz. We'll hear more from Yotam, as well as the Clayton Brothers, Stan Kessler, Jimmy Green, and much more on this week's edition of Shades of Jazz, Friday and Saturday right here on KUAF. Shades of Jazz, tonight at 10 on 91.3 KUAF and tomorrow beginning at 11 a.m. on KUAF 3. Available on your digital radio at KUAF.com and by asking your smart speaker to please play KUAF 3. Earlier this week on Ozarks at Large, Daniel Carruth reported on what it might mean for the region when a pair of professional soccer teams begin play in Rogers. You can hear that story and others from this week right now by going to OzarksAtLarge.com. And while it's still going to be a bit before the professional soccer teams are playing in Rogers, if you're eager for some competition, we have some suggestions. Tomorrow, Hope Cancer Resources will host its fourth annual BAGO tournament at Hope Cancer Resources on West Sunset in Springdale. It's a double elimination tournament. Teams of two can enter for $100. That cost will get you a t-shirt, a hat, and lunch, and that's for each of the team members. If you'd like to just watch, spectator tickets are $20. That includes lunch. The tournament begins at 9 tomorrow morning. You can register at e.com.
givesmart.com slash events. Then a week from tomorrow, August 5th, the Backyard Throwdown at the Jones Center in Springdale. It's sort of like the Olympics version of traditional backyard games. There will be bracketed tournaments in bocce ball, cornhole, ladder toss, giant water pong, and other games. This is Saturday, August 5th. There are two kinds of tournaments, a morning bracket for children and families, then a nighttime adults-only tournament, which will allow you to have the option to purchase beer. Each team of two pays $25 to compete. There is a $5 discount for Jones Center members. You can register or find out more, like what is Giant Water Pong, at thejonescenter.net. The Quiver Archery Range in Bentonville hosting a pair of competitions, one for youth archers, the other for adults. The Quiver 300 Youth Competition held Saturday, August 5th. The Quiver 600 Adult Competition held on the next day, Sunday, August 6th. Registration for each competition, $20 for Quiver members, $40 for non-members. Deadline to register this upcoming Thursday. Register and learn more about the competition weekend at thequiverarchery.com. And now for something completely different, though, giant water pong sounds different, but sumo wrestling. Springfield, Missouri's annual Sister Cities Japanese Fall Festival will include sumo. A press release from organizers say three title-winning U.S. sumo wrestlers will be competing during the festival that takes place September 8th, 9th, and 10th. The festival, this year is the 27th annual, is an outgrowth of Springfield's decades-long sister city relationship with Aiseka Japan. More about the sumo matches and more about the festival can be found at peacethroughpeople.org. Hi, I'm Matthew Moore, reporter and producer for Ozarks at Large. I love doing word games, especially the kind where you guess a five-letter word and you're given color-coded hints on how close you were to guessing that five-letter word. If you also love doing that kind of word game, then you should play the daily KUAF word game. Just head over to KUAF.com and see how you fare. And if you're a listener of Ozarks at Large, you might notice a pattern in the word choices. But hey, I don't want to spoil it for you. Just head over to KUAF.com and play along. And thanks. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellams. Flags are at half-staff until sunset in Arkansas today in honor of the memory of Mark Lowry, Arkansas's state treasurer. He died earlier this week at age 66. He was elected to the office last November. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders issued the flag order, saying Lowry leaves behind a legacy of strong leadership and deep connections across the state. The group looking to repeal the Arkansas Learns Act has just three days left to gather more than 54,000 signatures from across the state. The Citizens for Arkansas Public Education and Students, or CAPES, has until Monday to gather and submit signatures to the Secretary of State's office for approval in order to place a referendum on the November 2024 ballot. Steve Grapp is communications director for the organization. We're over 30,000 signatures that we have in hand that we know about. We have drive-throughs all over the state, and, and now we're able to send teams to places like Camden um, and Monticello, Magnolia, El Dorado, that we didn't have a big presence before. The group needs signatures from 3% of registered voters in at least 50 counties. Grapp says the organization has employed a new strategy of deputizing canvassers and focusing on population-dense areas. And we've already got, I think we're at 30 counties right now. And there is a whole slew of them that are less than 100 signatures. So we've, we've shifted away from the focus on the 50 counties 
and to focus on the overall number. And we've got teams of volunteers from like Searcy and Hope that are coming into Little Rock to Canvas this weekend. Big teams that are coming in to help in Conway, in Fayetteville and Bentonville and Springdale up there, Jonesboro. Um, we've got a team that's going into place in El Dorado where we haven't been before. We are really getting into Texarkana this weekend where we haven't been before. Pine Bluff where we were just now gaining ground. So those where we know that there's a lot of people that we can get at once, we're pitting people there. And we're, we're putting together this giant texting and phone program to put the message in those big areas of where we're going to be to drive people to us. He says they've also set up a hotline to help people experiencing intimidation over signing the petition, specifically for teachers and school staff. We are getting reports everywhere that the, the governor's office is threatening people that they're going through, they're going to go through all of the signatures and anyone on it, they're going to take action. We're hearing it. They're telling the teachers they're going to get fired if they sign this. And to intimidate state employees and to intimidate teachers not to sign a petition, what are they scared of? The Learns Act is scheduled to be implemented Tuesday, August 1st. Arkansas Senator John Bozeman says he's pleased the Senate has passed the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act. The measure passed yesterday with bipartisan support and 86 votes in favor. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton also voted in favor of the bill. Senator Bozeman says he pushed for language to be included that calls for authorization of projects needed for Ebbing Air Force Base in Fort Smith to host a foreign military sales program. The Senate version of the act does not include many of the provisions included in the House version, including one that would eliminate diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in the Defense Department. The two chambers will now work to reconcile their versions. Yesterday marked the 70-year anniversary of the end of the Korean War in 1953. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders commemorated the day at an armistice ceremony at the MacArthur Museum of Arkansas Military History. She had previously proclaimed the day as Korean Veteran Armistice Day. Governor Sanders also celebrated the 2023 Arkansas Teacher of the Year yesterday. The honor in 2023 goes to Capri Salam, who works in North Little Rock as a middle school social studies teacher. Salam is known for her creative approaches to teaching. She takes over from a special education teacher at Stagecoach Elementary School in Cabot, Jessica Salm, who held the position for the 2022 school year. The University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences will use a grant of more than $11 million to continue work at the Center for Musculoskeletal Disease Research. The grant from the National Institute of General Medical Sciences follows a 2018 grant of more than $11 million that helped establish the center in Little Rock. Conditions studied at the center include osteoporosis, bone-related cancers, and joint repair. Since its inception, The center's researchers have published 51 peer-reviewed articles and received more than $9 million in external grants. Eureka Springs Annual Summer Diversity, a celebration of LGBTQ plus culture, will take place next weekend, the first full weekend of August, hosted by the nonprofit Out in Eureka. Diversity weekends have been held every spring, summer, and fall since 2017. Director Jay Wilkes says the weekend is packed with parties and entertainment, starting that Friday evening. There will be family-friendly meet-and-greets. There will be other meet-and-greets, lots of live music starting on that Friday night at various venues, drag shows around town. Um, And then on Saturday, we'll have our diversity in the park, Basin Spring Park, 
uh, right in the middle of downtown. Guitarist and digital mashup rocker Aaron Dethridge, also known as Dr. Shred, will perform on stage in Basin Park. Hundreds of attendees are expected to participate in the annual traditional PDA group photo, as in public display of affection, wearing rainbow flower lays. That'll be handed out. Afterward, DJ Testu will host a bubble dance party in the park where vendors and organizations' displays will be featured. Then at 5.30 p.m., we're bringing back our official drag queen bingo. It'll be held at Brews uh, Coffee House, and that's free and family-friendly, and that will run from 5.30 p.m. until 7.30 p.m. And um, our headliner this year for Summer Diversity is Christine W., She's known as the queen of dance music. She currently holds uh, 17 number one billboard dance hits across, um, you know, not only the U.S., but South America and Europe and Asia. Christine W. will perform her latest hit, By My Side. Also, the Eureka Springs-based Fossils of Ancient Robots will join Christine W. on stage performing their music. You can search out in Eureka on Facebook for a full schedule of summer diversity events. The Northwest Arkansas Naturals are now tied for first in the Texas League North standings. The Nats defeated the Arkansas Travelers in North Little Rock last night 3-1 to to tie the Travs in the standings. The two teams play again tonight. The Naturals, by the way, will return to Arvest Ballpark on August 8th. The Naturals have 24 home games left in Springdale on the regular season schedule. And Arkansas Razorback basketball head coach Mike Neighbors is now on the Women's Basketball Coaches Association's Board of Directors. The WBCA board is composed of directors representing programs in NCAA Division I, II, and III, as well as high school. He's now one of five NCAA Division I coach directors across the country and becomes the first Arkansas head coach to serve on the board. It's Friday on Ozarks at Large. Time to check in with what's happening throughout the weekend and into next week. To help us do that is Becca Martin-Brown, Arts and Entertainment Editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Welcome back, Becca. I have a question for you. Sure. Can I just have an hour of my (laughs) own to read people's stories from What's Up? Well. Because there's so much stuff. There's so much. I don't think we have an hour. Yeah. Okay, we'll just keep talking fast here. Okay. Remember last week we talked about all that theater? Yes, you said it was the busiest theater weekend in the region you could remember. I missed one. Which one? Arts Life Theater is doing the SpongeBob musical. Right, and that's going to be at the Global Campus Center just off the Fayetteville Square. It is. The show's under the direction of Julie Gable, so that's promising. And the script is that SpongeBob and Patrick and Gary and Squidward and all their friends have to save Bikini Bottom from a volcano. 7 o'clock today, 2 and 7 tomorrow, 2 on Sunday at the Global Campus Theater. Tickets are 12 to $15 at artslivetheater.com. Also, don't forget, The Taming of the Shrew by the Summer Company, The Crude Mechanicals, 
7 o'clock today and tomorrow at the Medium in Springdale, Pay What You Can. Godspell presented by the Community School of the Arts. 7 o'clock today, 2 and 7 o'clock tomorrow at the King Opera House in Van Buren, 12 to $18. Legends from the Fairy Tale Academy presented by the Northwest Arkansas Audio Theater. 7 o'clock today at First Presbyterian Church in Springdale. Pay with a donation of non-perishable food. 2 o'clock tomorrow at Fayetteville Public Library, free. And 2 o'clock Sunday at the Medium in Springdale. Tickets are 5 to $10. Sweeney Todd, last weekend, presented by Arts One Presents. 7 o'clock today and tomorrow, 2 o'clock Sunday at the Don Tyson School of Innovation in Springdale. Tickets are $35. Cinderella opens this weekend at Fort Smith Little Theater. 7.30 today and tomorrow, 2 o'clock Sunday. Again, the next two weekends. Tickets are $20, and there are half-price kids' tickets August 3rd and 10th. And it's the last weekend for It Should Have Been You, a musical farce where the wedding goes wildly awry. Wildly. 8 o'clock today and tomorrow, 2 o'clock Sunday at Arkansas Public Theater at the Victory in Rogers. It is their last show before they close down for remodeling of the Victory Theater, so you don't want to miss it. So that was column A on our menu. All right, there's theater. What else is happening? Music. Uh, a ton of music. The Peacemaker Festival, I know, is uh, today and tomorrow in Fort Smith. Exactly. That's the first thing on my list. That happens at the Harry Kelly Riverfront Amphitheater, and you can get tickets at peacemakerfest.com. There's live music with Samantha Crane at 6.30 today at the Chautauqua Amphitheater in Memorial Park for Fourth Friday in Siloam Springs. There's a happy hour concert with Chubby Carrier at 6 today, followed by Jukebox at 9.30 at Georgia's Majestic Lounge. And it's still Chamber Music on the Mountain Summer Festival tonight and tomorrow night at Mount Sequoia, Column 3, Art. <laughs> I like how we had Column A, Column B, and now Column 3. I like that trajectory. Have you met me? <laughs> I can't get through A and B to C. And and I was being such a smart aleck that I didn't even hear, or I have already forgotten what column three was. See, there you go. It's yeah. art. Art, right. There's a new exhibit opening tomorrow. No, today. I'm sorry. I apologize. Today at Crystal Bridges. It's called Human One. I have read about this, and I've seen some things. It looks incredibly interesting. It involves four video screens and a frame and media servers an endless video that the artist, Mike Winkleman, who is better known as Beeple, mm-hmm. will be updating every place this is ever exhibited. The videos, according to the press release I saw, the explainer, have 16K quality video. Yes. Which is you know, far more than what I think most of us see on our screens. I think the, I think the concept is that you're supposed to be able to imaginarily walk into the worlds Mm. that are inside this exhibit. Okay. It says the explorer walks through imagined landscapes ranging from those inspired by terrains in our own world, like Alpine mountains, (laughs) to those that reach deep into the worlds of dreams and popular culture to reimagine what forms landscapes can take. It sounds like something just incredibly interesting and, and, Probably best experienced rather than, you know, reading about it or listening to us talk about it. This is the first time it's been seen in the United States, and it's sold to its current owner, who's a Swiss venture capitalist, for $29 million in 2021 at Christie's. Mm. It will be in the Contemporary Gallery at Crystal Bridges through January, 
And I've got some questions out to some Crystal Bridges folks that will hopefully help us explain it a little better, not this Sunday in WhatsApp, but next Sunday. Gotcha. And then coming August 4 through 6 at the Momentary, there's an artist whose name is Maddie Davis. He's been in Arkansas before. He did a show with the University of Arkansas that looked at all the conspiracy theories surrounding, like, the MENA airport and all of that stuff. Uh-huh. They liked him so well that the Momentary has brought him back to be artist-in-residence this summer, and he is doing not an exhibition, sort of a performance. It involves dance going across the Momentary campus in a series of dance performances by six artists that are connected by a procession. And you can either hang out in your chosen spot and await the arrival of the artists, or you can go with the procession and catch it all. And when you buy your ticket, you get a map that will tell you where to be and also introduce you to the ideas and the concepts in the work. You gather at 8.30 on the 4th, 5th, and 6th in the Arvest Bank Courtyard at the Momentary. 8.30 p.m. The performance starts at 9. Yes, 8.30 p.m. The performance starts at 9 p.m. And like I said, you either pick a spot where you want to catch the performance or you travel with it. And then, of course, there's all the other things. On Saturday, Arts on Main and Van Buren is doing a workshop from 10 to 11.30 called Bring Your Backpack to Life. And you can go and decorate your backpack for school for $5. Mm-hmm. A studio stroll tomorrow from 4 to 5.30 at the Eureka Springs School of the Arts. And tomorrow night is family night at the museum from 5 to 10 o'clock at the University of Arkansas Museum in Fayetteville. Oh, that's right. They're going to have a, a, a movie. You can see all these things that are in the collection. It sounds like a lot of fun. Do things move like night at the museum? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think I think you're gonna have to be satisfied with stationary objects. Man, you have just shot me down everywhere sorry. I went. <laughs> I'm today. sorry. I'm sorry. Sheesh. Come back Sunday for what's up because you can find out what the mean girls are up to in an indie production of Heather's. Uh-huh. You can meet some of the new cats that will be calling Turpentine Creek home coming from the Carol Baskin refuge in Florida. Right. Find out what's new with Trout Fishing in America as they get ready to celebrate 100 with Mount Sequoia and play along with a new exhibit at the Rogers Historical Museum. Oh, all about toys. Yeah, that's all in the What's Up section that is in Sunday's paper, which is both a physical and digital opportunity. And I am both physically and digitally tired, so I'm going to go now. Becca Martin-Brown is the Arts and Entertainment Editor at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you, Becca. Thank you, Kyle. And one more event to take note of this weekend, the fourth annual Stroll the Atoll celebration is taking place from 1 to about 9 o'clock Saturday in downtown Springdale. Food, music, art, and dance. These are some of the sounds of people enjoying last year's finale, the Fire Dance.
Stroll the Atolls, a celebration of Pacific Islander culture, takes place Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening in Shiloh Square and along, and in the case of the Fire Dance, on Emma Avenue. This is Ozarks at Large. It's the Community Spotlight Week in Review here on KUAF. I'm Pete Hartman. On Tuesday, I spoke with Nancy Price, Executive Director of Inspiration Point Center for the Arts. The IPCA is a newly formed organization that oversees the Inspiration Point campus, in the past mainly known for the home of Opera in the Ozarks. Well, they're updating that campus and looking to expand what they can offer. With the help of a very generous grant from the Walton Family Foundation, we are building a new theater and new faculty housing that can be used year-round. And that's a big step up for us. Our, our existing buildings can't be used once the weather gets cold because the pipes would freeze. We have no heat in any existing buildings. So... Given that we're going to have buildings that are capable of being used year-round, we've been thinking for the last four or five years, what could we do if we had facilities that would accommodate year-round use? And it's a wonderful thing for Inspiration Point Center for the Arts because it gives us the ability to do all kinds of additional programming that really doesn't fit under Opera in the Ozarks. And one of their first such events is right around the corner. It's a free three-day Veterans Creative Arts Retreat taking place August 4th through the 6th. It came about when I met um, Lisa Tricomi, who is a, a registered drama therapist. She did a whole lot of veterans programming in the past. She just recently moved to Eureka Springs. And we got talking and kind of cooking up ideas. And then I met the director of the music therapy program at Drury University. And I thought, this is starting to come together. We'll do some drama therapy. We'll do some music therapy. I found an art therapist at the VA hospital, Barbara Vaughn, and she's going to join us. I connected with Soldier Songs and Voices, um, which is a group of people that help with songwriting and learning to play the guitar. And then um, I brought in my friends at Eureka Springs School of the Arts. They're going to offer some workshops on the Sunday afternoon. The goal is to give people a sampler. Um, this is We're not trying to fix anybody in three days. Mm. What we're trying to do is give them a taste of what the opportunities are. Nancy Price with the Inspiration Point Center for the Arts. For more on that veterans retreat, and we should add that that's open to spouses as well, for more, you can call 479-253-8595. We also heard from Ozark Folkways this week. Ozark Folkways, dedicated to the preservation, development, instruction, and celebration of regional arts. And they always offer so many different events, especially in the summer. They have a fiber arts class for kids coming up. I spoke with Abby Hollis, board member with Ozark Folkways. What I like about it is it's something that everyone experiences in some way all the time, right? We're all wearing clothes. A lot of people don't have a real connection to that process. So our hope for next week is that we'll get some kids into that process. We're going to be shearing sheep, washing wool, dyeing wool. We'll be doing some spinning, some needle felting, some weaving, a little bit of everything along the fiber supply chain. 
I asked Abby, with sometimes multiple free events taking place during just one weekend, how Ozark Folkways supports it all. So a lot of our funding comes from different events like this. Um, also, our sponsors for this camp, we are sponsored by Adventure Subaru, okay. so thank you very much to them. And, of course, we're always taking donations, so you can do that on our website or anytime you're out there. Ozark Folkways on Highway 71, about 20 miles south of Fayetteville. To sign up for that free kids' fiber arts class next week, ozarkfolkways.org. Some voices from your community that you'll hear next week include Clark Eccles, iFriend Coordinator with International Students and Scholars at the U of A. They're looking for host families for the more than 1,100 international students this semester. Every semester and every year, we like to connect as many of these students who are interested with domestic students on campus, but also uh, people in the community just for the developing cross-cultural friendships and sharing culture. Also, Apple Seeds has another Chefs in the Garden event coming up. We'll hear about plans for the 100-year anniversary of Mount Sequoia. And Pearl, Positive Energy Affecting Recovering Lives, will have its annual gala in August. We'll reconnect with them as well. These voices from your community can be heard each weekday morning on the Community Spotlight here on KUAF. I'm Pete Hartman. You can email me at pete at kuaf.com. And remember, your voice matters. Another act has been added to the fall schedule for the Eureka Springs Auditorium. It was announced this morning by Little Wing Productions that blues legend Robert Cray will be at the Odd on Sunday, October 1st. Music beginning at 7.30 that night. Tickets are going to be available beginning a week from today, August 4th at 9 a.m. Reserve tickets are going to start at $47.50 plus a processing fee. You can find out more at tickets.thunderTix. That's thundertix.com. To me, a leader is someone who influences others. That can be in any capacity, and I never associate leadership with title. To me, a leader is someone who coaches, guides, inspires, listens to, and empowers others to work toward a shared or individual goal. What a leader is to me is a learner. I think a leader should always be in a state of trying to learn more. A leader can be a CEO of a company, a student in an MBA program, or a stay-at-home mom. Anyone can be a leader, but I've decided to focus on Latinas in leadership in Northwest Arkansas for this podcast. Throughout this five-part series, you'll hear personal stories from Latinas impacting and leading their community. As Latinas, we may all come from the same community, but our stories and the way to leadership are vastly different. My name is Wendy Echeverria, and this is Inspirando el Futuro, stories about Latina leaders in Northwest Arkansas, coming out on KUAF or where you listen to podcasts. This is Ozarks at Large. Part of the mission of the Creative Arkansas Community Hub and Exchange, or CASH, is to expose area artists to more eyes and more ears. That assistance can come in the form of grants or classes, workshops, and partnerships. This week, a partnership with Art Radius, a program created by Master of Design students at the University of Arkansas School of Art, got underway. The first class about digital image making was this past Tuesday, but additional classes, typography on this coming Tuesday and printing and reproduction on August 8th, 
are still accepting registration. This week, Brittany Johnson, Director of Communications at CASH, came to the Anthony and Susan Hoy News Studio. She says these classes extend that mission of providing professional development. For both artists and nonprofit organizations. And we offer, we try to offer a wide range of topics. And the U of A, the School of Art in particular, came to us. They did this maybe month-long series of conversations with our staff to try and figure out where the holes in some of our programming were and how they might be able to plug them. And this is what they came back with, which is completely new to us. I don't think we've ever done anything like this before. Most of our um, professional development sessions, which we call YOLO, Mm -hmm. uh, Year of Learning and Outreach, are focused on things like fundraising or marketing or maybe even social media, but we've never done anything um, that was so hands-on. So we're excited. Is this in person or? It's in person at the School of Art. From five to seven? Yes. Each of those sessions? Yes. I know you haven't even had one yet as we're talking, but it's something (laughs) that could of course, of Happen course. again, again. We would love that. And I think the, I hope that the U of A will find us really strong partners and want to keep it going. They were the ones who offered their space, their time. So we're, we're really grateful and we're hoping to keep going in the future. All right. Here's a question. What's one other thing that you'd like to tell us about cash that's happening in the next? Oh. <laughs> or two other things. Well. I mean, w- since I have you here. Of yeah. course, of course. We have a six-month program called Ground Waves that I personally really love. It is a hip-hop open mic night. It's free to anyone who wants to come out and participate, anyone who wants to come and watch. And it's a really, really just like unique feature or facet of our community and that it's people who perform hip-hop, spoken word poets, people who make beats or make music that might want to throw up a track and have someone perform live over it. Uh, It's a really fun bunch of people. There are some regulars who come every week and have really built a tight-knit community within and amongst themselves. There, A handful of folks have created music together. They've gone on tour together. And we just... It's one of my favorite programs and one that we at Cash are really proud of. It's called Ground Waves, and the next one is August 15th at our Springdale location called The Medium. And it's, if I want to, I'm not going to throw down any tracks or anything like that, but if I want to go <laughs> just watch and listen. You can do that. You can do It's completely open. It's hosted by a West Coast rapper named Mers. Mers comes in to Northwest Arkansas once a month and then does the open mic night. And one of the cool sort of features is that if you perform during the open mic night, the next day you were automatically eligible for a sit down with MERS to talk about your career, talk about marketing, talk about touring or or whatever it is that you might want to talk about. But there's that one-on-one mentorship component that we are really proud of and that he is happy to come back and do time and time again. And just sitting down with MERS for 20 minutes. Fascinating. Yes. He's an incredible person. And a gentle soul. Yes, yes. yes. Last month he brought his family, uh, which was really sweet. I don't I hadn't met them before. I'm not sure if they had come prior to to last month, but he brought the whole family. He a new baby. The the gang was all there. And and so it really does feel like this sort of supportive, encouraging community for you to try something. And maybe maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it it, maybe it does. But that's okay. That's right. All right. So if you're interested in the art radius cash design workshop series, you can go to Eventbrite. 
You can go to Eventbrite. The easiest is probably to go to our website. Gotcha. Um, there's a there's an area of our site called Creative Development. Click that link, and the information and the Eventbrite link is there. Next Ground Waves, August 15th at the Medium. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Brittany Johnson is Director of Communications at CASH. Registration for the upcoming classes may be made at cashcreate.org or by going through Eventbrite. The in-person classes are at the University of Arkansas School of Art. We have to continue to carve out a space for blacks and African-Americans to really feel fully invested in our community here in Northwest Arkansas. Mm. On the latest episode of The Beloved Community, a podcast with the Northwest Arkansas Martin Luther King Jr. Council and KUAF, Hosts and council members Chris Seawood and Lindsay Leverett Higgins discuss the council's efforts to develop strategies aimed at improving black life in Northwest Arkansas through a new electronic census project. What is it that we're missing in Northwest Arkansas that is a vast need, a desire for people in our community? Mm. There should be and hopefully will be just more targeted investment in infrastructure to help bring those cultural amenities. Listen to the beloved community for free at KUAF.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is Ozarks at Large. The National Weather Service expects high temperatures in the Fort Smith metro and much of eastern Oklahoma to reach 99 or hotter through at least Wednesday next week. Northwest Arkansas isn't that much cooler. Expected highs for the next several days of at least 95. Last year in the United States, heat was responsible for more deaths than tornadoes and hurricanes combined. The National Weather Service reports the 30-year average for deaths from heat in this country is 168 fatalities per year, more than double the 30-year average for annual deaths from any other weather-related cause. And heat waves like the one we're experiencing now can be even more dangerous for people with lung diseases like asthma or COPD. Laura Turner, Senior Manager of Advocacy in Arkansas for the American Lung Association, says monitoring air quality is a good way to begin to keep track of potential heat-related problems. It usually it might be on the, um, on the weather announcement what the day's air quality is, um, and you can also find it on the EPA, and they have information there as well. But air pollution can be very high during the summer and other extreme heat periods. So that the heat really exacerbates any existing pollution. And when you get into that orange zone um, of poor air quality, that's when the people who are more vulnerable to it, and that means people with asthma, other lung diseases, children, and people over 65, they're the, going to be the more vulnerable to that extreme heat and that poor air quality. So even if it's not as obvious, before you get into that red air quality zone, those folks are the ones who need to be a little more careful. Another thing that everyone can be careful about is not to exercise outdoors during extreme heat. It's not just uncomfortable, and I'll be the first to say it's uncomfortable. I do not like the heat, but it can be deadly. And, you know, it's not just toughing it out. It's, It's dangerous. And even even if you are outside, because not everyone can can avoid the heat all the time during a a heat wave, there are just some mm-hmm. basic things you can do. I know, you know, yes. we can hear our gym teachers telling us, stay hydrated. Yep. Even if you're not thirsty, even if you don't feel thirsty, 
yeah, make sure to drink plenty of fluids because once you're thirsty, um, that means you might already be starting to get dehydrated. Wear lightweight, loose-fitting clothing. That's something that can help you not feel as hot. You know we need air conditioner, or uh, you know, air conditioners in extreme heat. And some people, a lot of us, don't maybe have access to that in their homes. So we would really encourage people to, even in just the afternoon, if you don't have an AC at home, find um, on one of those really hot days, find public places like a mall, community center, or library, and just hang out there for a couple hours if you're able to. And even a couple hours in the AC can help you stay cooler when you get home, and that could be make a huge difference. And then, you know, we love our fans, and <laughs> when you don't have an AC, um, or even if you do and you're trying to save energy, maybe having that fan can be a little extra help. However, it can be a little bit of a false sense of comfort when the temp is 95 degrees or higher. So it'll create airflow, but it, you, it won't necessarily reduce your body temperature. So you could be thinking that you're safe from heat-related illness, but not necessarily. But what can help, and this is something you can do if you don't have AC, is to take a cool shower or bath and um, help your body cool down that way. And and one other, you know, if you have someone with asthma or COPD, have your medicine with you. Absolutely. Yep. Don't tough it out. Um, even, so I have mild asthma, so I can speak from experience. On those really hot days, I can start to feel it, even if I'm not pushing it that hard. Um, and I need to take my inhaler, even though I'm feeling healthy most of the time with my asthma, but those are going to be the times when your limits are pushed and um, it's going to start to trigger lung disease issues. So just really take care of yourself and scale back. Like I said, if you're feeling like you need to exercise, find a way to exercise inside or even just, uh, you know, take it easy inside. Always keep your medications with you if you have uh, asthma or COPD. And then, you know, we definitely... This is last because it's very important. We need to remember to check on our neighbors, um, our relatives who are elderly or vulnerable to make sure that they're safe and they're getting cooled. Because, like I said, the folks that are have health issues and are over 65 are going to be hit a little harder first when it gets really hot. So let's remember them. Laura Turner is Senior Manager for Advocacy in Arkansas for the American Lung Association. We talked yesterday. You can learn more about heat dangers for lungs at lung.org or by calling 1-800-LUNG-USA. I'm Maria Hinojosa. Next time on Latino USA, a look at one family's mission to make bilingualism their superpower. We had to assimilate. It was kind of a hidden way of telling you that the language and the culture that you were born into and that the language that you spoke was inferior. That's next time on Latino USA. That's Sunday afternoon at 3 on KUAF. On Monday's Ozarks at Large, what happens when a group of school administrators get wind of a huge new education bill? I mean, just to be totally honest, I love public policy, and I have an actual WhatsApp group with friends who do as well. <laughs> we'll hear from two different school administrators on what the first year of a brand-new school voucher program might look like for them. That's Monday on Ozarks at Large. You can listen at noon and 7 p.m. on 91.3 KUAF and listen when you'd like by using the Ozarks at Large podcast. 
This is 91.3 KUAF, Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and Kingston. KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Contributors today included Michael Tilley, Becca Martin-Brown, and Pete Hartman. Additional reporting for today's show provided by Daniel Carruth, as well as the news team at KUAR, public radio for Little Rock and all of central Arkansas. Assistance making this show happen both over the air and on the web, provided by Jack Travis and Sophie Narani. Big, big thanks to Single Parent Scholarship Fund of Northwest Arkansas for allowing me to be part of last night's Spark of Hope event at the Rogers Convention Center. I was co-MC along with Jacqueline House from KNWA Fox 24. Big thanks, too, to Kelsey Giles, Rosa Butcher, Montanique, Elijah, and Kenji for sharing their stories, explaining why it's so important that Single Parent Scholarship Fund of Northwest Arkansas exists. You can find out more about them at spsfnwa.org. I'll be back with you Sunday morning at 9 for Weekend Ozarks at Large from the Commerce Center for Public Radio. I'm Kyle Callums. Thanks so much for listening. KUAF is giving away VIP tickets to the 2023 Rocklahoma Music Festival held September 1st through the 3rd, 2023 in Pryor, Oklahoma. Bands include Buck Cherry, P.O.D., Skid Row, and more. Winners will be announced on Friday, August 25th during Ozarks at Large. KUAF.com for complete lineup and registration. Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art invites guests to discover Diego Rivera's America before it closes July 31st. This is the first major exhibition focused solely on the Mexican artist in over 20 years and features popular works such as Nude with Calla Lilies and The Flower Carrier, plus digital projections of his murals, including Pan American Unity and three major paintings by Frida Kahlo. Tickets at crystalbridges.org.